Welcome back, South Carolina. I'm your host, Brandon Peak, and this is Podcast 1854. Welcome back, South Carolina, to Podcast 1854, South Carolina's fastest-growing conservative podcast. Today, we're joined by Kizzy Smalls, who is running for District 77 House of Representatives here in South Carolina. Miss Kizzy, how are you today? I'm doing fine, and thank you for allowing me to be here. I appreciate that. Yes, ma'am. We appreciate the opportunity. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, what got you to where you are today? Okay, well, um, actually, I never really saw this taking place, but it did. But um, I was born and raised in Conway, South Carolina. Okay. uh, To uh, single parents at the time. Um, Let's see. (laughs) Growing up in that life um, actually led me to, um, it it built character Mm -hmm. in me. Uh, So even though I know some people are wondering how I got to Columbia, South Carolina, but um, I used to actually come every summer. Okay. Every summer. Um, Like I said, growing up with my mother. Um, she did allow me to come and play with my cousins yeah. <laughs> every summer. So Columbia um, became my second home. That's right. Um, I ended up graduating from Georgetown High School. Okay. And um, tried to move to Atlanta, Georgia one time, but it was too fast for me, so I came back. It is. <laughs> came back to South Carolina. Yeah. I love South Carolina. Um, actually moved uh, to Columbia in 2016. Okay. Uh, so... Let's see, I'm currently employed with um, Intermark Management as a field compliance specialist. Uh, That uh, job requires me to do some training. Um, I actually do tax credit training. Okay, and that's Um, statewide, or how does that work? Yes, well, we have properties in North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Virginia. Oh, okay. And Tennessee, so um, I work with the property managers. Yeah. Uh, I do have my bachelor's degree in criminal justice. Oh, that's awesome. I actually started out, it was political science, Mm -hmm. but um, after moving to Columbia in 2016, um, I was at USC, Mm -hmm. and it was uh, too much for a working (laughs) parent so I end up switching to Limestone College Okay. Um, so I can finish up my degree and they didn't have political science so I ended mm. up graduating with my um, criminal justice degree Yeah. currently um, I'm working on my Juris Master's degree my JM for American Legal Studies Okay. got about four classes left in that and um, I bet that's God <laughs> God keeps you busy it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, working on a legal degree, it, it is a lot. So I really understand what our lawyers go through. Go through yeah. Um, I got about four classes left. I, I had to take a break uh, so I can campaign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but other than that, um, I plan to go back and probably take a class, one class at a time, so I can complete that degree. Yeah. And I imagine that's going to help a lot like seriously understanding even better the process you know Mm -hmm. when you get elected in district 77 and so um i could imagine yeah that that would be put to use pretty good so yes yeah that's awesome it is um so what else you got going on (laughs) well i'm also a licensed realtor with colwell banker Um, all right the first question that i normally get from people um, how are you going to work a full-time job and take care and actually serve the public. Mm-hmm. 
So, of course, my plan of action is to begin to work for myself full time in that business. And um, because it it takes about 75 percent of our time, if not more, Mm -hmm. to actually um, be a state representative. Yeah. And so I'm willing to. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm willing to dedicate that time. And thank God I do have a wonderful husband Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, that will also be a source of income, you know, to help me out there. Um, I, I do have a beautiful blended family of uh, five children, um, three that I had before I married, my, mm-hmm. my now husband, Isaac. And um, he blessed me with two bonus daughters. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we they come down every other weekend. And so um, we we have a big family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I love family. And it's actually a part of my platform because I really believe that the family is the background of our society and that strong families um, really makes a difference. It does. It does. And, and just having that structure, you know, Mm -hmm. I think is, is a big part. And then not only do you have, you have the structure, but you, you have it coming from your mom and your father's perspective, you know, because when me and my wife, when we parent, you know, her way of doing it is different than my way of doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, she's the mother, I'm the father, and there's certain things that she might let slide, but then there's certain things I'm just like, no, ma'am, or no, sir. Like, nah, you know, we, we're going to revisit that. Right. And But it, it's still, it, it's needed. It's needed. It and, is. I mean, it's even gotten to a point where it's so bad, it's, it's become a statistic, you know, and there's scientific studies mm-hmm. out there to actually prove that is exactly a problem and you know because when it gets to something like that it's almost heartbreaking because it's mm-hmm. like you know how do we as a society you know go from being able to help one another and loving one another to just not even knowing your neighbors anymore i mean you know when i was growing up you knew your neighbors someone moved mm-hmm. in like you your family you got together you went and introduced yourself right. and you know, Make we, yeah, it, yeah, for real, you know, and, and we stayed in the country, but you still, so when we got a neighbor, you know, you had a little walk to do, but, but nonetheless, like you just, you introduced yourself and then y'all, if they had kids, you became friends or the mm-hmm. parents would do whatever on the weekend or however it was. And, uh, but now we don't even know who our neighbors are and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, or, or we're losing that part of us as, yes. as Americans. And, uh, it's, it's, it's literally heartbreaking. It is. It and is. And actually, when you talk about the family, um, there are studies out there that will tell you that most of our problems go back to the broken family. Mm-hmm. Crime being high, um, abortions being mm-hmm. high. Uh, a lot of people you know, blame the broken family and, and they look towards um, gains Mm. Um, to to fill in the gap. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of issues that that can actually be resolved if we focus on the family. We can't legislate it. True. true. But, um, you know, we can encourage it more. That's right. And currently our government does not do that. No, no, they don't. They truly don't. Right. And and, and it starts, you know, they they said it takes a village to raise, you know, a a family per Mm -hmm. se. And it... It, it truly does even now more than ever right you know more than ever it's it's important and um that's why you know i was i was one of those kids when my parents separated mm-hmm. you know everything was good everything was great and then when they separated 
and one moved away. So I went to Myrtle Beach, you know, that's where I finished high school at. Mm-hmm. And like you said, with, with, with Georgia, you know, like it was just too crowded <laughs> and too fast. And so mm-hmm. same with Myrtle Beach, it was, it was way too fast for me. Mm-hmm. And then plus I was able to do things because my mom, she had to go to work from sun up right. to sun down. Exactly. And so, she, you know, she kissed me before she left and I was there, you know, you know, she left before the school bus came. Mm-hmm. So I would always like skip school. She would call, say, you up? Yep, I'm up. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'd leave the house. And so it went down a bad, bad, you know, lane or path or right. whatnot. And, and then I got back, you know, with my, my brother and my great grandfather and, and I, I had to move back home because I was like, yeah, this, this ain't for me. And, mm-hmm. but having that structure and then it being ripped out it seriously does change you and I mean and I speak like I I went through it so Mm -hmm. I know um in if it's I guess if it's you know if it's not such a bad deal and your parents can still get along Mm -hmm. and still act like you know nothing happened they're just not together but they can still coexist which is very important I think that might that might help a little some or that would have helped I know it would have helped me for Mm -hmm. sure but they they literally went like right you, you know just night and day mm-hmm. north pole south pole type right, deal yeah right. so um it was it was and i and i looked at and depended on other you know uh outlets and and people and family mm-hmm. you know and that's why i'm always talking about you, you know like blood's not always thicker than water it all depends on whose blood's being spilled that's mm-hmm. one of my sayings you know and 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 i mean that because there's a lot of people, you know, it's like I told you when, when we came in with my bishop, you know, he's like my mentor, you mm-hmm. know, he's, he's like my father, you yeah. know, he's, he's, he's my bishop. So he, he's so many things wrapped in one. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we definitely need that structure. Yeah, so we do, we really do. Um, when my father actually would come to pick me up, uh, so that he can, you know, build that relationship, mm-hmm. I just felt like I didn't know him. And so that bond was never, um, it was never made. Um, I would just cry so I wouldn't have to go. And then they let me get away with it instead of making me go to build that relationship. So it is much harder um, being in two different homes. Mm -hmm. And I see the difference with my other siblings. You know, um, I actually had a child out of wedlock. I actually got pregnant at a very early age, the ripe old age of 14. Mm -hmm. Um, I had her when I was 15. Um, like I said, my siblings, neither one, they're in 35 mm-hmm. <laughs> and up now, and neither one has had children. So it, it does, you know, make a difference, even yeah. in situations like that. True. My daughter did change my life. I don't regret having her. That's right. But out of that situation came one of the most profound issues of my life, and that's abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother told me, you know, you know, I'll forgive her, <laughs> but she lost her parents at an early age. Mm-hmm. Um, she lost both that. of her par- parents by the, by third grade. And she was raised up by her grandparents and they sent her to college. And, um, and she felt like when, once she realized she was pregnant, that she could not tell them where would she go? Usually mm-hmm. your grandparents is the last stop. The la- yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> so right. where do you go? So she told me that she did try to get rid of me. But it was too late, thank God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm still here today. But when I did um, get pregnant with my daughter, that same situation came up again. You know, you're an honor roll student. Um, 
they did they really wasn't giving me all the other options that are available today you know adoption and all of that they mm-hmm. were just saying just get rid yeah, of the child just kind of like a one and done that's it right yeah and you know thank god you know when i saw her beautiful face mm-hmm. <laughs> i just could not do it yeah and um you know my daughter she wasn't married when she it's, it's like a trend but she wasn't married when she had um her first child but she was engaged <laughs> Um, but I we knew that that was no longer an option, that that curse was broken. That's right. Um, because I had did my research and I learned about um, why abortion is just um, not, it cannot be a choice mm-hmm. for my family. And, you know, I pray that others will see um, the viol- how violent it is. It is. Yes. It truly is. You know, I advocate, you know, to fight against that a, a lot. And it's uh it's a tough thing Mm -hmm. you know it's a tough thing and honestly i don't see me personally i don't see how the people that actually do it not i'm not saying the patients but Mm -hmm. the actual doctors you know what i mean like the ones that are actually performing it Mm -hmm. can do I, i just don't see i just don't see it you know and again being in the fire service you know for nearly two decades and in fema and you know the things that i've seen with dhs like just from a variety of just accidents to weather for example Mm -hmm. you know we get deployed a lot with fema you know with weather and so but um and then you know seeing my niece and nephew um they they were murdered at a very mm. young age you know uh 7 for my niece and and 10 for my nephew and um so seeing all of that it, it just it, it goes back and you you can never prepare yourself for it right. you know and when you think about you know a a child being taken and the the, those that are taking, you, mm-hmm. you know, that life, I just, I, I couldn't imagine it. Right. Like, I, I couldn't, I mean, because I know how hard it is for me to still process some of the things that I've seen and dealt with, like I was just explaining. So to do this every day, I mean, mm-hmm. that's your job. Like, I, I mean, know. I just, yeah, seriously. I mean, mm-hmm. I would, I would love to interview one of those people. I yeah. really would. And just, and not to bash them, you mm-hmm. know, because I, I don't like to do that, but just to openly have a general conversation of right. w- what are you thinking, mm-hmm. you know, or how, how how does it think? I mean, do you right. have any emotions, feelings, anything? Like, yeah, that's, uh, I, I just, yeah, that's. It's, it's so, hard. <laughs> it is, it is, yeah. it is. Yeah, so when you sit here and with all your stuff that you know you, you like you, you was just telling us with your experience and stuff like that mm-hmm. and your family and all that so uh was your family was they ever involved or like were they were they in politics or activism like anything like that as you was growing up um my grandmother my mother we were always involved in the church mm-hmm. so mainly community service there you and, go. Um, different things like that um there were a few um, mainly like um, the new generation, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my cousins, she, she was actually the executive director over the Democrat Party. Okay. <laughs> um, but her father was a strong conservative. So I was like, how did that happen? <laughs> um, so, you know, there, you know, after talking to other family members, I found out that, you know, they were really heavily involved um, with politics. They were, you know, had concerns, and they realized 
early on how important it is to elect the right person because exactly. they have the power to um, make laws, enforce right. laws that um, govern what we do day to day. Exactly right. Mm -hmm. So what, like, is that what made you, what, what made, what brought on the, the feeling or what gave you that, you know, that, that thought, that, that moment when you sat there and mm -hmm. you, you had that talk with yourself, <laughs> you know, and, and, and like, right. what, what made you want to want to run for office? Okay. Well, um, I actually gave my life to Christ. I had been going through so much in life. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't even get into all the situations, but domestic violence, mm. um, different things that led me to Christ. I was like, it has to be a better way. That's right. Um, but I gave my life to Christ in 2002 for a fresh start. Um, and as I, I began to study the word, mm -hmm. um, instantly I was just given a passion for the political arena. Like, yeah. where did this came from? <laughs> um, you know, I, I grew up in the Baptist church. Yeah. Um, and so the first message that the Lord actually laid on my heart was, it's not about Democrats, it's not about Republicans. There you go. But it's about choosing godly men and women there for office. Um, because like I said, they are the ones that are going to affect the law. And, you know, we got to obey the law. Wouldn't you want somebody? Exactly right. <laughs> you know? So, um it, it came from there. I actually tried to start my own party because when I gave that first message, um, my, my pastor did allow me to say what I wanted to say, but he didn't know what I was going to say at that time. <laughs> um, but being in an all-black Baptist church at that time when I said that, mm -hmm. everybody was in shock. The first thing really? yeah. that you wanted to start your own party? <laughs> no, they were shocked that oh, the message, you know, is not about Democrats or Republicans. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, okay. They were shocked about that. So um, afterwards, I remember one of the deacons coming to me saying, you must be a Republican. <laughs> and I said, oh, that, I didn't say that. But, I, you know, if you can assume that from the message, that's fine. Um but after doing my research and my, my homework, at first I tried to start my own party, and mm -hmm. it was called Genesis Restoring the Foundations. Okay. But in the process of doing that, I kept going back to the Republican platform. Mm -hmm. And I was comparing the two, and I was studying the Word of God at the same time. And so uh, quickly I realized that why reinvent the wheel? Because everything I was writing down for my party, I kept going back to the Republican Party platform. Yeah, okay. And so, of course, we live in a two-party stronghold. That's right. Even though there's several parties out there, um, really is only the Democrat Party and the Republican Party that has Yeah, when it boils control. down to it, yeah, that's <laughs> right. It, that's you right. know, some of the other parties have been able to get some legislation passed, mm -hmm. but not really, you know, get a presidential candidate up there. You know, so, I, you know, I was led in my heart just to basically start at the grassroots level. Okay. Learn the I system. I love that. Yes. A lot of people don't realize how important it is to start at the grassroots level. Very you know? important. Yes. You know, you learn a lot and and you, you get a lot of a say so you get to meet um, those who are elected mm -hmm. to office. And, you know, a lot of them are very friendly. <laughs> hey, that's the truth. Yeah, that, that is the truth. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've had 
I've had people tell me whenever me and you know my my former colleague Jerry, yeah. we would go into the state house and you know some people would be like, oh well you know that that person I'm not gonna na-, you know like that that person like be careful because they're tough or they're mean or mm-hmm. you know it's not gonna be a good meeting or whatever right. and I'm just like well cool you, you know like thank you but <laughs> I, i'll be the judge of that right. you know and that's how i've always been right. and some of those meetings would literally like it, it would be a home run and it's just like i don't know what they was talking about but it was the complete opposite when we got in the meeting and mm-hmm. so uh i i love that and um that's why i tell people you know Believe half of what you see and nothing what you hear. <laughs> I was about to add to yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because that's the case. Um, I always try to realize or try to understand why people will just take somebody else's word for it. Mm-hmm. Because every time, you know, somebody would say something bad about the Republican Party, I was like, let me check it out for myself. That's right. And it was always the opposite. Um, and it's like that in relationships. Sometimes somebody might hate someone. But when you get to know them personally, you're like, hey, that person's not that bad. That's so I true always story. encourage people to, you know, you get to know people there for you yourself. Go. Do you your know? own research. That's I, right. say, I say that all the time. That's and right. that's that's with anything. Like mm-hmm. you say, you know, from your personal life to, to politics right. to, to anything. Do mm-hmm. your own research. Exactly. And I feel like, you know, in today's climate, we have so many that um, they look to others to guide their life, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's influencers on social media, which unfortunately there's the data to prove that there are a lot that yes. depend on social yes. media influencers to, to control their life and it's, or, you know, to teach them how to live their life. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really sad when you think about it because those people that are getting up as they call them influencers, you know, you're only getting a glimpse uh, of their life you know you're getting a couple pictures mm-hmm. those pictures are set up to to make them look like you know they're they're the best ever that's i mean that's just what it is right. it's not like you know just bam it's so and the money the fame first off they have money to do stuff like mm-hmm. that with so whenever people try to achieve that certain look or that certain lifestyle and they can't they feel like a failure mm. And then they get told that, oh, oh, you know, well, if you ain't doing this, then you're a failure or you're not a boss or you're not this or not that. And it's just like, okay, well, it's easy to say that when you got $50 million in the bank. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to say that Mm -hmm. you're a failure if you can't do that. They don't have the connections you do. And then, you know, the suicide rate. And that's, that's, it, it is. And it's, especially with Instagram, I didn't know Instagram was one of the highest platforms that you know people were committing suicide Mm. from and it's because they can't reach up they they can't achieve that status of those influencers and Mm. you know with those followers again I I beg them like seriously you know I'll even help them you know I've offered many of them to because their points wasn't it's just like okay you're reaching for stuff that's not even there right you know and while you're reaching I can give you literature i can give you multiple studies because i'm not going to take the first one read it and go with it i want to see at least three more right. you know that way i can see how they difference how, how and then compare the four and say okay now let me draw my own conclusion out of mm-hmm. all four papers 
that's that's how it is but um yeah we definitely need to have more leaders out there that will actually look at what martin luther king did you know so i reference him a lot because you know growing up in school every time i would do an essay you know about someone you know a leader or whatever Mm -hmm. like he he him and ronald reagan were my two and um you know what he was able to do as martin luther king what he was able to do was just outstanding i mean mm-hmm. and phenomenal and and he did it and and this is why uh, again he always said in the name of the flag you know you look at people that that cut up and act a fool today or whatever <laughs> you know he didn't he didn't condone stuff like that mm-hmm. and and he wouldn't mm-hmm. condone it today mm-hmm. you know he really wouldn't and and i've always i told my bishop you know a few months ago we need someone like that today yes we we do because he was able to gather so many people mm-hmm. together and he did it in peace. You know, he yes, was spat he on, he was cussed. He, I mean, his, I mean, his house, you, you know, was being violated, mm-hmm. his, his property, his family, and it never broke him because right. he had God. And that's the thing. He, I mean, he had God, he mm-hmm. had that heart. That's, that's why he could stand there and just think they didn't have he like he didn't have no teleprompters Mm -mm. you know what i mean so when he stood there and he spoke to you for an hour and a half two hours two and a half hours exactly right Mm -hmm. it come from his heart and he was able to move all walks of life yes and it got to be an 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 international thing Mm -hmm. what started on the grassroots local you know local level Mm -hmm. it turned into okay a county then a state and now multiple states now the nation now the you know and now it's just like bam okay he's known worldwide now and he always did it in the name of the flag Mm -hmm. and everyone that you know know they don't know Mm -hmm. that and that's why i say so every one of you like if y'all if y'all don't believe it if you go and you look he says in the name of this flag i ask you 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 know and that's just it. That's why mm-hmm. I, I feel like, again, we, we, we need someone like him because right. he could do it, and he did it peacefully. I mean, look at the march they did. Mm-hmm. That was, what, 65,000, 75,000 yeah. people, mm-hmm. something like that, and there was no violence. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like, come on. You, you know, exactly. there's, a, there's multiple ways to do things, but with these followers being told, you know, just go smash that, tear this up, do this, do that, mm-hmm you're you're forming an even bigger problem and then when you're painted a certain picture it's just like okay well you like you did do that you mm-hmm. know what i mean so what what do you want what do you want me to do right you know and and it's hard and and um that's uh, again we we need a martin luther king like we, we need we someone do. like him to come back and mm-hmm. you know to just because i would love to see you know that that change or that that strength again, mm-hmm. that that unity. I guess that's what you right. know. That's probably the best way to put it. That unity. And you know, I can add to that. You know, a lot of people didn't know he was Republican as well, mm-hmm. um, but they didn't care either. Exactly. That's yeah. right. Because the bigger issue was at the time was they wanted to be free. Mm-hmm. And so when we can just come come together as we the people and put our issues first we can accomplish a whole lot more and that's what they did you know they were focused on freedom and so you know he was able to draw that crowd yep. um, because they knew that that's what they wanted to tackle and we have so many issues today that um, both sides will agree mm-hmm. we might agree you know 
to do it a certain way and then there's just some people that are just corrupt they just want to do the opposite just to say that they did the opposite but so many people when it when it boils down to it will agree on the same issues that we want just about the same things yeah it's a small minority that has the money mm-hmm. that has the power that's been influencing the masses mm-hmm. um and it's good if it's a good <laughs> if you're influencing the right way because sometimes the minority can have a big effect on the the majority um, but if it is negative that's you know how can we let 10 percent change how we you know our gender come on <laughs> right we have some yeah. serious issues you know and i'm running on the campaign of politics with principles hmm. Because we have some policies that are coming up I never thought will even be discussed at the table. How right. can we change natural law? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of teachers are getting frustrated as well because if they forget, they want us to change the English language. <laughs> there, you know, is for a uh, you know for that that one person or a group of them is for more than one person. And, and one person now wants to be called them. Yeah. And so if that teacher forgets and misses <laughs> she or her, they, they get in trouble for that. If not lose their job right. and get plastered all on right. the news and papers. And it's just like, come on, you know, I was talking about that Sunday, um, gender dysphoria, you know. Mm-hmm. It's literally, it has a name, you know, so it is. It's like I said, we, we're catering to mental illnesses. Like, we used to oh take it gosh. serious, and, and we're catering to it now. Oh, my, you just and said a mouthful. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, like, Kizzy, so I've never seen teachers more concerned about teaching single-digit children about sex mm-hmm. versus teaching them how to read a book right. or how to do math right. or social studies or anything like that. I've never... I just like it blows my mind. I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, like why why is that your top priority? Right, right. You know, that should be up to the parents. Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't even and first off, the people that hired you, we need to have a look at them now because if that's exactly. the type of people you hire, like seriously? Exactly. You know, I just it blows my mind. And it's like you say, to have the legislation that we even have, the, you know, the topics that are having to be brought up and mm-hmm. the fact that we have a Supreme Court justice that says she's not a biologist and she don't know if a man's a man right. or a woman's a woman. And right. that was a sad day for America. Mm-hmm. That was a sad day for the world, you it know, was. truthfully. Yeah. I mean, that's the highest court of the land. She's there until, until she leaves this world and goes that's on right. to, you know, other things so come on like what are we getting at exactly you don't have to be a biologist to know what right a, what a woman is right. or a male is think so. about neanderthals mm-hmm. i mean ain't none of them doctors what none of them doctors <laughs> i mean i mean come on and they knew i mm-hmm. mean i could see them now grabbing a leg and just pulling them up in the air and be like right. oh yep okay so there's one of you up oh, there's one of me you know so, like, <laughs> That's so what it i mean it's mm-hmm. just it it's crazy and it's yeah. but it's scary though it's and very scary it is so we need true leaders you know true patriots to come back that actually you mm-hmm. know like i say god first country mm-hmm. second yes. you know and it's just like we have to have that we have, have to, to we have to get those people out that's not putting our country first mm-hmm. or our you know our people first that's right and that's not a selective group i've always been against that 
you know, and my, my slogan was from the people for the people. And that's mm-hmm. because I was raised from the people inside those groups where you wouldn't normally see people, right. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'd be the only one there, but I was treated no different. And so again, I was able to see things from so many different perspectives and even on the law enforcement side, mm-hmm. joining the law enforcement, right. you know, I went to the criminal justice Academy down okay. there on Brawl river. And so, um, I didn't stay the whole time, you know, but <laughs> I'm, I'm a firefighter. Like that was, mm-hmm. that was me. Okay. And, uh, but I just, you know, I got to see so many different points of view and kind of form my own and say, right. okay, now I see why this takes so long or the process of this or, or that. Now I see why mm-hmm. people get the idea of profiling. I mean, because I've seen it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like, so it does exist. Yeah. It, it is real, but mm-hmm. it's just, I explained it Sunday. It's like a bag of grapes. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you, in that bag of grapes, you're going to have one or two bad ones. Is that going to stop you from buying the whole bag? No, it ain't. No. You're going to buy that bag of grapes, yeah. and you're going to get to those one or two or th- whatever, and you're going to toss them in the trash. Good point. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we need to figure out a way to find those bad grapes, pick them out, and you know, get rid of them. Exactly. And That's what I tell everyone as well because there are bad people, in every group. In every group. <laughs> Everywhere exactly you right. go, yeah. there's going to be some bad people because um, people have gotten away from self-governing themselves mm-hmm. exactly. and you exactly. know, making um, the right decision for themselves. So a lot of times we like to say that the system is broken, but it's, you know, some people who just, like in a church we would say, you know, they're in sin or, mm-hmm. you know, they made a wrong choice. Yeah. But we should not be... Um, blaming the whole police department because of a few um, bad apples. Um, We shouldn't do that. Likewise, when you stand before the master on that big day, Mm. you're not going to be held accountable for everything that your race did. You're going to be held accountable for what you did. So my thing is, I like to tell people, don't get mad at the whole race because (laughs) one person did something. Hold that one person accountable for what they did. That's what you You cannot do. That's what you should do. Exactly. For real. Yeah. I told people, you know, my ancestors, I found out they would actually hunt each other down and they would kill each other, Mm. you know, and this is what I made. Like that's, that was the Scandinavians. And, and then that, that was the English. So you, you had, they they didn't like because one had God, you know, Jesus, mm-hmm. Mary Magdalene, all this and that. And then the Scandinavians, they they had gods, m- you know, plural, mm-hmm. multiple. Mm-hmm. So the fact that the English didn't like that and they saw them as, you know, like devil worshipers and all this and that because of the rituals that they did, the sacrifices they made. Right. And but then when you look at it from a Scandinavian, because I, I've studied my my history an awful lot and um so whenever you take and in, in in the scandinavian side they would sit there and they would do their rituals mm-hmm. but then the english would have their own rituals and it would be similar because it was like yo y'all y'all are seriously doing the same thing for the same reason just with two different names mm. you know you're calling it jesus and lord and savior and they're calling it, you know, Odin and 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 Flo or not Floki, but um, you had Thor, and Loki, and so it's like, okay, they're doing their thing. They're doing very. You're trying to achieve the same goal, mm-hmm. but when they would go at it, they would enslave one another. They would kill. I mean, on sight, and yeah. 
it was just like, whoa, you know, what, what, what are y'all doing? (laughs) And so, uh, yeah, it was, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, um, I don't know, I've never been able to quite, to quite understand that. And and like you say, it's not, it's not my fault. So I shouldn't be punished for it. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have nothing to do with that. (laughs) And so in somewhere, some Italian (laughs) got through in. So now I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm over here, but like we have that going on you're taught you know one how i see it is you know you have that indoctrination of one race should feel like you know like you say guilty and then another race should feel like you're being held down because Mm -hmm. of the other race being guilty Mm -hmm. or holding you down or something it's just like no you know hate you're not born with it you're taught to hate right you know like you're taught to hate Mm -hmm. and it's like you shouldn't divide these people. You shouldn't divide Mm-mm. these children. Yeah. You shouldn't because think about us being stronger together. What more could we accomplish? Right. You know, mm-hmm. and the human race is is so it's so interesting. You know, the way you and I can agree on the same thing, mm-hmm. but yet the way you perceive it and the way that I perceive it, it's not going to be exactly the same. Right. And we have to respect that. We do, mm-hmm. but the ultimate goal is we agree on that one thing, mm-hmm. you know, or right. whatever it exactly. is. It's like we agree. And um, that's we need to get back to that mm-hmm. healthy part to where we can agree to disagree. We can agree and have different point of views and we're not looked at as, you know, whatever or um, I mean, because they quick to throw a name out, oh, yeah. you know, and <laughs> for real. And let's I've, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, because I've heard mm-hmm. I've heard so, so much. And but I'll, yeah, so from your line of work your experience Mm -hmm. like tell me because you you've been in the game for a minute right Mm -hmm. well I would say that um I've been blessed because I have not witnessed uh, racism and you know a lot of people around me like what do you mean I'm like (laughs) it has not affected me um I can't say why but one of the things that um you know I, I love America. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was blessed to do a mission trip. Um, okay. And it, it was life-changing. I went to the country of Haiti. Oh, wow. Yes. And so... That was beautiful. It was a whole nother world. Yeah. And, you know, it makes you want to kiss the very ground that, you know, we stand on every day. When you get back? When I got back to mm-hmm. America. <laughs> um just life-changing and I, and I try to tell people if you can take your child somewhere go to a country like that even jamaica has a rough side a poor side you know usually people will go to the the nice vacation side mm-hmm. but um that will literally make you fall back in love with your country america is not perfect by no means but I the, get it. Yep. but the thing about it is that you know, along the way, she's been re- rewriting her wrongs, mm. you know, and and, and, you like have, and you have to continue to let her grow, That's you know. Right. And so it seems like we've been moving backwards in this country. I agree, and, you yeah. know, I get so sad because it seems like the narrative is that they hate America. And it just literally makes me grieve. I, I remember being on social media one time and one of the young ladies was like, I don't hate America, but they was making it look like, you know, all of the, everybody hate America now, you know? And so we have to be so careful not to allow narratives like that to grow. 
Good point. And so, so you know, there's talk about how can we get the mainstream media back in control without affecting free speech. Yeah. And so one of the things is that um, they're actually talking about them being more out, um, more honest about saying, this is my opinion. Mm. Because if you be honest about it, a lot of that news is how they feel about oh, the situation. Yeah. Oh, for, sure. for sure, yeah. 95%. They don't, they don't get fact-checked. No, you know? <laughs> no. But they used to back in the day, but they That's changed right. the they changed the laws so to protect them for that. That's right. And most of the time we don't see when they get on the news and apologize because they put the wrong story out. Mm -hmm. They say it one time, but then the lie is already out there. And we know that a lie can grow <laughs> really, really oh, fast. Oh, for sure, for sure, yeah. Because it's negative. Yep. So. Um, and that's sad. It is very sad. That is something, something good and positive. You know, a few mm -hmm. people will find out. But boy, you got some gossip or some bad news <laughs> or something like that. And let me tell you, like, you tell one person, and look here, give it an hour. Mm -hmm. Depending on what it is, give it a few minutes, and quite a few is gonna know. And it's just like, man. You know, whenever we needed the help in the community, I wish that word would have spread that fast. Exactly. You know? So, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's really hard. But getting back to the question, I think I got off track. But um, the growing up as a Republican at, you know, when I did give my life to Christ, I, it was out there that now I'm a Republican. Mm -hmm. I may have voted Democrat maybe once or twice and it was zigzag because I actually knew the person mm -hmm. that was running and that was before you know I grew into what I really know about politics now um, but it's hard mm -hmm. I get called um, out of my name more by my own people by oh, wow. blacks I have never been called <laughs> uh, anything out of my name by a white person but I've been called racist I've been called Uncle Tom um, the bullying is so hard for black Republicans. All because of the platform you choose to run Right, under. exactly. And that's so sad because, you know, as second vice chair, I try to, I'm trying to grow the uh, minorities, uh, mm -hmm. the minority party, and um, bring them on board. But it's so hard when the social pressures of this world um, it's coming at them. And so we have a lot of closet that's, Republicans. <laughs> yeah, I, and, and that's the truth. Mm -hmm. I've noticed that. Like, yeah. and So let me ask you this, because when the Republican Party was founded, there were there were a lot of, you know, black Americans mm -hmm. in the it was pretty much mainly a majority of the Republican Party was black Americans. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So what do you think happened or what? do you think changed the trajectory of that and brought it over to the Democratic side? Because I've threw out my 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 uh, theory, my opinion, mm -hmm. you know, and that was with LBJ when he became president. Yeah, you know, I agree. That was, that mm -hmm. was my thing, and I was just like, okay, if you look at history, look at this and that, and then, again, it's kind of, for me, it was kind of clear that, okay, once all this stuff came out, then boom. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a bunch of promises, and then those promises turned into problems, and mm -hmm. then it became generational, Yeah, you know? And then now it's with so many, you know, ethnicities, like mm -hmm. literally, and it, it's just like, come on, like it's hurting everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, it's hurting everybody. Right. But 
do you think that there'll ever be a time or I mean how do you think that that'll play out especially seeing let's just take the lat the lat between the last administration and the current administration mm. so let's just take that because we know what you know president trump did for the black community yes. we know that and mm -hmm. that wasn't publicized nowhere no. near like no, it should it and you know uh obama was a great speaker mm -hmm. you know he could talk he was a great speaker the people yeah yeah he, and that's that's <laughs> mm -hmm. the truth like really he, he yeah. really did and i love literature so like i would sit back and i just love reading people's speeches mm -hmm. you know it's, it's just great because mm -hmm. some things you know you can you'll understand it more by reading it and right. then hearing it and so anyway he was he was great with that and so but then you listen and you take President Trump and you take what Obama, President Obama done, and he didn't do nowhere near what mm -mm. the media betrayed him as doing for the community. <laughs> and so, but President Trump sat there and he actually did a lot of a stuff lot, for the black community. And I was like, wow, you know, like you would have thought that the last administration they would be equal or, or more, mm -hmm. but he, he seriously didn't. It's mm -hmm. like he forgot about his own community, and it's just like, oh, what right. happened? You know what I mean? Like everything you ran on, like you just, right. which seems kind of typical. And then you have Biden right mm -hmm. now. So to me, I feel like it's divided, and it goes back, you know, so and this could come into the influencers and all that, but yeah. it goes back to what what do you think? I mean, do you think that, they you know the black community sees more since president trump has left office and biden is in office and what's being done and with the inflation mm -hmm. and you know i said yes. i said this sunday wait give it a year from now people think stuff's high now oh my wait gosh. till next year yes. you know yes. so it's going to be a problem mm -hmm. but i would say with obama um i remember my pastor pretty much giving him a pass for not being able to help black people. He, yes. he pretty much said that um, because he's black, he can't just fix all of our black issues. I said, mm -hmm. well, a lot of people, you know, the black community was looking at him as being the one that can go in and fix the, the issues that we believe that we had. And so now you're saying that he don't have to? And you expect the other man to do so, though. So there, there's a That's lot of a hypocrisy in that. You you know, you give him a pass, but you expect the white man to fix your problems. Something's definitely wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but he definitely mesmerized the people because uh, my church at the time, they were all on board with Bush, mm -hmm. <laughs> all of that, even though he changed up on us yeah, <laughs> the last yeah. couple of years. Um but then after that was junior right <laughs> yeah yeah and after um obama ran it's like they became spiritually blind mm. um they just ignored a lot of things and and they went along with a lot of legislation that he passed same-sex marriage and different things like that even though we didn't agree with those things mm -hmm. and i i just couldn't understand i was i was in shock i was confused <laughs> i was like what's going on here it does it i bet it is confusing it is especially when like you say like you have and and, and when you're when you're the bond that y'all share together mm -hmm. so y'all know each other you know how you feel you y'all right. have conversations about all kind of stuff right and then like you say sp spiritually blinded it's just like oh the the wool's been pulled over my mm -hmm. face 
and I'm just going to go now and, and, and not even understand what, I mean, do you think that some of the stuff was even looked at or it wasn't even researched? It was just like, okay, I don't even need to research it. If he says it, then that's it. It's good. It's true. Yeah, a lot of that happened. And then the media again, there were a lot of black people also. I remember in California, they were protesting. They were saying he's not doing anything, Mm -hmm. but it did not get a lot of media attention Ah. because they wanted, you know, this narrative to go on that he is the best president (laughs) in the world. And um, it's so sad that they can control elections by what they um, are allowed to put out there. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. You know, and it goes back to what you said earlier, you know, whenever you have, freedom of speech you know it's our first amendment me and jerry was talking about this so you know number one that was the very first thing when they wanted to get together mm-hmm. and, and and put our amendments together form our constitution so freedom of speech we get that right and but there should be a line or there should be some kind of mm-hmm. uh barrier stipulation put up where you know Yes, you can have freedom of speech, but Mm -hmm. if you are a news outlet and you're going and you're reaching millions of people, not just in America, but across the world, you know what I mean? Especially Mm -hmm. with YouTube now, you got every news channel from every country, like boom. So you should not be allowed to put out false narratives. You shouldn't. And there should be, you know, if they... If they find you in contempt of that, I mean, you, there should be criminal charges. There should, there should be. be fines, mm-hmm. you know. And, I mean, look at look at the time they'll give Elon Musk. Boy, like when he wanted to <laughs> buy Twitter and then he started talking and, and going after, you know, the Senate, then all of a sudden they started, you know, the IRS, DOJ started to investigate this man. It's so sad. And it's like seriously. It's so it is doing. it is criminal, mm-hmm. seriously. And it's like, yo, because he has the money to blow mm-hmm. and spend and get the truth pulled out. Right. You know, and that scares y'all. It does. And he has done more as a private citizen of the you know, seriously the greatest country in the mm-hmm. world than our United States government has. Exactly. You know, he's done, and not saying our government has been total, you know, whatever, but these career people that are in their elderly ages, they need to pack it up. Right. They need to pack it up because yes. those times are over. Those times are over. <laughs> yes. And, like, all they th- – and this is this is what I think. The tactic is let's just keep that wedge. Mm-hmm. As long as we can keep the people fighting amongst mm. themselves, guess Talk what? Talk about that. Yeah, then, then <laughs> therefore, then that gives that gives them a distraction, and they're allowed to go ahead and do what they need to do. And that's what they've been doing. Exactly right. And, um, you know, we have to be so careful about that. That's why I said we have to unite as we the people because um, Venezuela, they always use mm. – tactics like that to divide the country and it starts with the red against the blue that's right and um they always said if you want to destroy a country let them do it themselves from within yep inside out exactly Exactly right and so that's exactly what's happened and so if you as an individual do not take the time to do your own research and understand that um you hate to say it, but there's a lot of <laughs> corruption that's going on behind the scenes. And you will never know if you just continue to take 
their word for it you have to do your own research and i don't mean just google i mean you're gonna have to go back to some to the old library read some That's books right. for yourself and um and, and look at both sides of the story exactly. you know you have to because somewhere in between there is the truth mm -hmm. and then go with your heart and a lot of these things you i mean when you truly look at both sides you, you won't agree with half of that stuff that's right you know i saw uh one of our tenants came in i was at a property helping out and he saw um i can't remember what state it was but they have pretty much passed a law where uh you know people can start dating like younger children i can't, I can't remember what state it was right now but he was so shocked. He was like, what is going on in this world? Yeah. If you are so distracted by what they're trying to put out there, they're at the same time passing laws like this in your state that's going to affect your grandchildren mm -hmm. one day and change how we know the world as it should be. That's what's so going to happen. So you have exactly. to pay, you have to pay attention yep. to what's going on because like with Ukraine, uh, quickly they they changed the, the story to get mm -hmm. people off of that you know of what really was going on so you have to you have to always be mindful of what's going on behind the scenes yep yep you know i sat there and and uh on the 24th i was given a speech and i said everything that they're willing to tell you in public <laughs> they've done at least double that mm -hmm. or more mm -hmm. you know so if they sit there and tell you that they just let's just all right well, well you will use ukraine let's say if they said okay we gave them 800 which they just did you know 800 million more dollars right mm -hmm. you best believe that if they're willing to admit that here we are in a pandemic mm -hmm. you know and we're, we're already over the billion dollar mark and now we're going to send them another 800 mm -hmm. million dollars and that was after Blinken and 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 Austin, mm -hmm. you know, had the meeting. So like, <laughs> come on, you know, you you know that they gave them way more than that. Mm -hmm. There was way more that went on. Yeah. And we're talking about World War Three potentially. Like mm -hmm. the you know the threat's real, it and is. they act like it, it's not. But it is serious. When Joe is talking, like he needs to understand, and that goes back to the last administration. You know, the reason why Russia didn't invade then was because. You know the president made it very clear mm -hmm. if you harm any american you, you know like you're going to pay a consequence right. and the dude was so unpredictable they didn't they're like man like you know they they, they really <laughs> did they really did mm -hmm. and when you're when you're the leader of you know one of the freest countries you know in the world you have to pose mm -hmm. you have to be that alpha right it don't matter if you're a male female mm -hmm. don't matter what it is right. you have to pose that right. you know if we had a madam president mm -hmm. okay it didn't matter it doesn't right. matter she would have to, would have to still yeah. be fearless That's and she right. would have to talk because it's you know they would try it That's for right. sure then so you have to assert that and in certain situations you know when he responded to the syrian gas attacks or mm -hmm. whatever that that opened a lot of people's eyes up yeah you know and what i love about it is he didn't announce it until after it was over mm -hmm. that's what you do that's right you don't sit there get on tv and say hey guess what <laughs> uh we're gonna send this and we're gonna do that and, and and so me as an opposition i'm sitting there i was like oh okay they just mm -hmm. told me where they're gonna be yeah, and where exactly. they're coming in so you let me let that. me let me intercept right. that and right. not nah, like we go and do it and then we talk about it that's later that's right and so um we we've got to have that you know we really do so i just don't uh 
I don't know when it comes to that. I, I think that we should worry about again. Everybody, you know, they, they've pitched in a lot. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but I still think that there's more work that needs to be done in yes. America. And I think that you know, Ukraine has been a good distraction mm-hmm. for the southern border crisis. Oh, my we've gosh. got people coming <laughs> in to our state. You know, uh, uh, almost every state. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, Governor Abbott out of Texas, he's been shipping them by Mm -hmm. the busloads to the Capitol Mm -hmm. to protest. You know, exactly. You you ain't joking because, uh, you know, but that's the stance. And it's just like, I mean, what are we doing here Mm -hmm. when you got families that are in danger because these guys are coming through, you know, they're coming through their their property. You know, they have kids. They, I mean, they're raping these little girls mm. and they're putting their undergarments on trees. It's, it's called a rape tree. Right. And there was a candidate, uh, Lindsay Loomis, you know, she was on the show and she had visited there, I want to say for six days or six nights. And mm-hmm. so she actually saw that, right. you know, and to hear that, like, you know, I have three daughters. I just, I couldn't imagine, you, you know, and I, and I've just, it, it's sickening to right. think about. So, but like, what are we, what are we doing right. whenever the cartel feels safe enough to come up to our border and actually have a shootout with our agents at the That's border? Right. Something has to be done. It's yes. got to be done. Yes. There's kids on top of kids in those cells. Right. Like, and they, Kamala hasn't gotten close to it because mm-hmm. and she's supposed to be leading that. But <laughs> You know, if she goes, the cameras are going to follow. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to actually see. And if you're worried about the COVID restrictions and all this and that, like it's there's been so many secret video yes. taken. And I mm-hmm. know this personally. Mm-hmm. And you have some higher ranking officials. They've had enough. But right. obviously, if they was to speak out publicly, they would get canned, their life ruined. Right. And, you know, they'd probably get charged with treason or something mm-hmm. like that crime against the state or whatever but and it's it's got to be fixed though so we can't help nobody if if we're sick ourselves and right now america's sick yeah you know we we need need some medicine we we need to take (laughs) care of home care of those borders um we can't be naive that people um who want to do bad things to america is not slipping in i mean if you are a smart criminal (laughs) or even a dumb criminal you know that there's an open door for you to go through to 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 cause harm you're gonna go in so it's already been said that they're coming from all over the world not just mexico and those bordering countries they coming from all over the world yep and we know a lot of people you know just don't mean us no good and they're actually saying that they're setting up sleeper cells all across America, mm. so we we never know when the attack uh, is going to happen. I, I heard Lindsey Graham say the other day, you know, you know, we're we're right there. We we don't know when. We don't know who's in our country because they're just mm. letting them go loose. And that's scary. It is very scary. Absolutely. Because I mean, you have to go back to even the country. I mentioned the mission trip to Haiti. Mm-hmm. Even Haiti has strict guidelines of who can go in and out of their country. So what do you mean America just could let anybody in? Yeah. I mean, uh, every other country has rules. You, you you just can't cross the border without, you know, you, you hey, can't that, do that. Very good point. Exactly. Do you think that it's a tactic that they use mm-hmm. to gain votes? They're trying to, but the thing about it that a lot of people that's coming 
over. They're coming from countries that know about socialism and uh, communism. So they're thinking that these people are going to vote for them. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of them like, oh, I'll get in now. I'll use you <laughs> like you're trying to use me Makes and they're sense. getting in, but there's still a lot of the Hispanic vote went up to the highest under Trump. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you never know. That's why they was trying to tear him down mm -hmm. in the Hispanic community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's crazy how they do yeah. that. Like that's, that's insane. It that is. is. So let me ask you when it came to, you know, and, and I know we started a little bit about, you, you know, um, with, with the party you represent, but what was, was it a, was it a moment? Was it a, a, a time, like, you know, a moment in time, uh, an event, something that you read, seen, heard, feeling, emotion, whatever, how, and when did you know that you was a Republican? And I, I know you said that, mm -hmm. you know, whenever they got told you that, you know, oh, hey, like, you know, you, you sound <laughs> like a Republican, but like, uh -huh. how or when did you know officially that, okay, this is, this is what I am. This is who I am. Yeah, in the process of trying to start that party was when I realized it. When I kept going, reflecting back to the Republican mm -hmm. platform, I knew immediately that, you know, my morals and my values aligned with the Republican Party. So that's so when it was. That's when it was for me. And at that time, I did try to, I ran as a school board candidate. Um, I did not win, but that's okay. At the time, there were about five of us running, and um, I gave it a good shot. Um, but they actually got, it was nonpartisan, but they okay. got behind the popular person, and that person didn't even complete their term. But anyway. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I also that's ran as a, a good thing. No. I also ran as a petition candidate for mayor in Georgetown, South Carolina. Um, of course, as a petition candidate, it's a whole lot more, um, it's not as easy. Mm -hmm. uh, so I didn't win that either. But a lot of people, you know, I, I did get my name out there um, during that time. But they actually used Republican, <laughs> uh, the, that I was a Republican against me. Because there were a lot of people planning on supporting me. So their tactic was to tell everybody she's a Republican. <laughs> she's a Republican. <laughs> wow. Because, you know, when they do look at me as a black woman, a lot of people will. And I have to tell people I'm running on a Republican ticket. Mm -hmm. Because they will look at me and just assume because I'm black, I'm a Democrat. And that's not true. You cannot just judge somebody by the color of their skin, how their, you know, politics is. Mm -hmm. Um but that has happened a lot. <laughs> and see, a lot. Yeah. That, that actually rolls into one of the next things that, that I wanted to ask you or whatnot. Um, so how difficult is it running as, you know, a black Republican woman mm -hmm. and, and the walls that, you know, you face with minority? Mm -hmm. It's very hard. Um, a, lot, a lot of us cry at night sometimes. Mm because um, believe it or not, um, your, your faith, your beliefs is tied to your political, what, what you believe political. Mm -hmm. um, so it becomes your life. You cannot separate politics from everyday life. It affects our school, our finances. It exactly affects right. every day. So you have to be involved with politics to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, 
Um, like I said, there were nights I just cried because people that I grew up with mm -hmm. and people who knew me forever, when President Trump um, got into office, I was, like I said, I was called racist, called out of my name, but you know me. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's like they are destroying the, <laughs> the word racist because you really don't know That's what a true right. racist is. That's if right. you're calling me one yeah. and and not even that they call other people that you know racist they're not true racist mm -hmm. i don't discriminate against anybody i don't hate anybody i have love in my heart for everyone that same here exactly right. so you know in my my platform i let people know that i don't care if you come from um main street or the side street mm -hmm. i am here to serve everyone you and go. you have to have that heart you and do. a lot of times people get in there I don't care what party you on, but they'll forget that, you know, yep. <laughs> this is we, the people you're serving. So you have to um, not even not just listen to your constituents on, on one side. You need to talk to everybody. That's a good and, point. Especially as a state representative. You know, there's a reason why they got it for two years, you know, so that we can be more influenced by the public opinion. We mm -hmm. need to be out there all the time talking to folks, seeing what people really want, really want, not what that's the news right. is telling us what they want. And that's a good point. You know, whenever you touched on that about, you know, not just getting one side and um, that that really is important. It, is. It, it goes back to what I said earlier. You know, us as, you know, it goes back to, like I say, me and you, you know, we find something, okay, we agree on that. But the way you perceive it and the way that makes you agree, you know, whatever it is that makes you agree, it's going to be different than the way I perceive mm -hmm. it and what made me agree with it. Right. But the end is the same. We both agree. Exactly. It doesn't matter how we got there. We interpret it and we agreed. All right. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes, like like you say, you, you need to be able to reach out because you need that balance. Yin and yang, uh, you know, martial artists have been, oh gosh, you know, so in my life, I, I've always been taught, you know, it's all it's all about balance. Mm -hmm. It really mm -hmm. is. Yes, it and is. that's, you know, meditation. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's wonderful, truly wonderful. And sometimes that's when I have, you know, like some of the clearest thoughts and like you'll feel like, man, just totally reborn. Mm -hmm. But um you, you have to have balance, you, you know, to. it's like I said, you know, if you didn't have good, would you have any evil? You know, if you mm -hmm. didn't have gray clouds, would you have blue clouds? Mm -hmm. You know, so you need to be able to reach across the aisle and yeah. you need to get so many different perspectives yes. because something that is good might be good right here. But then if we reach across and we get that balance, mm -hmm. then something that was good just turned into something great. Right. You know, and that's because someone looked at it with a different perspective right. and a different point of view, and they were able to add their touch to it, and it balanced it out. Mm -hmm. And now you have something that's great, that works for everybody, not just a select few. Exactly. So I, I remember one time where, uh, especially social media, I used to have people who were hollering, and fuss and fuss. And so mm -hmm. instead of me going back and forth with them yeah. on social media, I would tell, call me or let's go. have lunch. There you go. Because when we had those personal conversations side by side, like I said, majority of the time we got along, we was on the same page. Mm -hmm. So it, you really have to be careful. And um, I just encourage people to always just just have that conversation start that conversation and it, it should not always be black and white because that can you, <laughs> you know can 
always get misunderstood as well. Yep. So, but just sitting down, you know, looking at a person eye to eye and listening. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people have gotten away from listening and truly understanding uh, the other person's perspective, yep. why they see things differently. And then you share why you see it differently. And then you're like, okay. So there's a lot of eye openers when you guys have that personal like that. conversation. Yep. So it, it makes a difference. It does. Yeah. It does. So in, in District 77, mm -hmm. all right, would you let the people know what areas that cover? Um, it covers uh, Blythewood, um, Northeast area. Okay. Uh, Richland, a good part of, not the whole Richland County, but yeah. a good part of it. So you're not too far from us then? No. Yeah, I'm out there in Ryan, <laughs> out in Greenbrier, you know, in the Fairfield area. So okay. out, there, out there by the airport, okay. you know, yeah. So I do a lot of work in Blythewood, so I'm always through there. Okay. And yeah, down on Horse Gravel Road. So. But yeah, you're not in my area though. So. Nah. <laughs> so what if you was to so let's just say your top three issues that's going on in District 77, what would you say those top three issues will be? Um, with inflation going on right now, you know, I want to help. Um, restore our economy mm -hmm. a lot of um employers are really having a hard COVID just changed up everything yes it did um so we really have and, and a group has been formed to actually look at how we can um you know wh what's going on with the workforce because mm -hmm. it's truly changed i mean they got different ways to make money now yep. and so employers are really begging for people to come to work so point. you know I, I really want to focus on our economy on how we can begin to rebuild it and strengthen that mm -hmm. um i plan to take the no pledge uh tax um with the south carolina tax association i'm, I'm going to make that pledge with them on friday oh, because i, I like believe <laughs> yeah i believe that um this is not the time to raise taxes no. And um, the thing about them is the only time you are allowed to raise taxes, um, you have to cut it somewhere else. So it brings balance to the picture. And, you know, South Carolina is like ranked mm. like ranked 31. Somebody else might say 18. It just depends on what uh, statistics you're looking at. But we got room. <laughs> we got a lot of room to cut some taxes here and change up how our tax structure is. So I want to work with our local committees um, um, and, and, and find ways to save money for the all South Carolinians. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that there's an overgrowth? Because I've been reading, you know, I'm in as a contractor, you know, I've been invited to these groups like what's happened in Blythewood, you know, those type mm -hmm. of things pop up in Facebook. And so, you know, which we've gotten a good little bit of work. So I'm very grateful for them. And uh, so thank you guys. And but so a topic that I I'm starting to see more and more is land, farmland mm. being taken away from people and turned into development, like basically overdeveloping is what right. they're doing. And so. Right. Do you think that that is a real issue? Because, I mean, I know Blythewood, which Blythewood has been growing for oh, years, yes, you know, yes. literally. I mean, they, they have been. And, you know, you, you catch some of them back roads and, and you're done. Mm -hmm. You know, you're mm -hmm. done at a certain time. So, right. but do you think that that is a real issue that's going on? It is a real issue. There's a lot of rezoning talk um, coming up in those areas. So we definitely need to 
be hearing from our constituents in that area to see because it's it's pretty kind of like split down the middle you know um we have a, with those that agree and those that don't right because we have um uh, affordable housing issue right now there's a lot of you know in the real estate industry we have you know we need more homes a lot of people now you have to go and get somebody to sell a house before you can have a house to sell to the buyer there you so go. we uh, there's a lot of issues with shortages and um things like that so uh, there's a lot of people are on the table they don't know what to do um so you know we have to look at um planning um future planning developments to make sure that we do not outgrow and um and, and interfere with um protecting our lands mm-hmm. and, and our farmlands and all of that so yeah it's it's a lot of work to be done and i but i'm i'm up for the job there you go has <laughs> there the been job. has there been any intimate domain like you know parts where that has taken place that you know of i have not heard but i'm pretty sure that <laughs> i'm okay. pretty sure there may be some issues yeah, yeah. i could imagine yeah. seriously yeah and that's something too like you know i'm I had to describe that to someone as Yellowstone, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. they they didn't know what the intimate domain was, you yeah, know, and they were and we were talking yeah. about that, and so I had to break it down. I was mm-hmm. like, you heard that show Yellowstone? They was like, yeah. I was like, have you seen it? <laughs> I was like, well, bits and pieces, but yeah. I've never watched the whole thing. I said, so if you got a if you got a general idea, that's basically what they're gonna do, mm-hmm. you know. They're gonna say, hey, guess what? We're gonna offer you this for this right. land, and it's you know more than what it's valued at. But, you know, if it's generational land to me or if it's something mm-hmm. that I want to turn into generational land for my children and yeah. their children, so forth and so on, it there's no amount of money for that. Mm-mm. Like you can't put no. you can't put a tag on that. So mm-hmm. but they will do it mm-hmm. and they'll say, hey, we're going to offer you this. We're going to do it once, maybe they, twice. They but after try, that, yeah. um, we just going to take it. And yeah. now you're going to be out of luck and you ain't right. getting nothing. You're getting the bare minimum. Right they're allowed to do that which no. i don't think that that is it's not i don't right, think that's fair it's no. not you know it's but not they'll say if it's for public use that's right growth the, and all right. of that and mm-hmm. all and you know pencil pushers is what i call them mm-hmm. but they can whip that paper and yeah. make anything seem you know like right. it's good and mm-hmm. i had a guy a prime example it was a wastewater treatment plant right and i was mm-hmm. all for it all for it (laughs) and because fairfield needs the Mm -hmm. they we need that facility it's costing us more to send that stuff out to process Mm. it and we can't keep up i mean our infrastructure goes back to like some portions to the 50s and it's and it's sad every time it gets cold kizzy like you can tell because the 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 pipes start bursting in Mm. the road so you constantly see the watermen yeah they work their hardest during Mm -hmm. the winter months because pipes are bursting you know boil water advisories Mm -hmm. or they're cutting the street out fixing this and you think about this you know that i can remember 20 years you know let's just say 20 years so that would have put me at 16 years old all right so even then just seeing all this stuff take place Mm -hmm. you know like okay imagine the time the hours the insurance the gas the, the the materials everything that you've done paid to patch all that stuff you could have already you could have yeah. already redone it yeah and it's just mm-hmm. like what are we doing here yeah. you know and i don't i don't get it and sometimes you know it, it just i do sit and wonder you yeah. know i sit and wonder like what is the real what is the real you know what is the real end game here right like is this is this something that some of you play 
like almost like a video game you know some people actually play a video <laughs> game to live into that fantasy mm -hmm. and and then their psyche that's how they go in life and they act the way that they do because right. their psyche allows them to sit there and put on that persona of that video game mm -hmm. so i i literally think with some of these people they get in these positions yeah. and then that position goes to their head mm -hmm. and now they think that first off they're untouchable right second off they could do whatever they want and not answer to mm -hmm. anyone and it's like oh don't question me right you know that's why i believe in limited terms because i really do believe yeah. that a lot of people go in with a good heart mm -hmm. but then later um, even myself i can tell you that you have uh, special interest groups coming at you left and right. I oh, just, for I, sure. I just yeah. got in this race. Yeah. And so, you know, just imagine someone who's been there term after term after term. Mm -hmm. um, you know, eventually these people may begin to weigh them down. That's and, right. and, and they do, you know, buy into the bribes and different things like that. So I, I actually do believe in term limits. I yeah. believe that. I you, like that. And you know, not only that, you, fresh ideas, you know, so... <laughs> We have some people who have made career, professional careers out of out yeah. of this. And there's other places you can go. You can move around. You, you know? can. Look at Biden. Mm -hmm. I mean, the guys, <laughs> you know, Pelosi, mm -hmm. you know, they, these are career people. Right. And um, they're everywhere. But there should be, you know. And they're I rich would, now. You very, <laughs> very rich. Very rich. And mm -hmm. I think that's why they don't want to let it go. That's I don't why, think that yeah. they actually care for the people. No. Or the Constitution, mm -hmm. I think that they try to use every loophole they can. They lost their way. Exactly yeah. right. And they got focused on the money, mm -hmm. you know, and that's yeah. that's what money does. You know, it it attracts the worst and corrupts the best. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's why I don't like it. Yeah. Like, I truly don't. Yeah. And when, you know, Jerry, he, he hears me say that all the time, you know, uh, but I'll donate whatever I can mm -hmm. seriously to keep I take care of my family mm -hmm. and you know we're, we're gracious enough to where everything we have you know I've been able to to pay for and and so like we we own everything and so you you have your your bills your lights your mm -hmm. cable you know stuff like that but other than that I don't I, I don't need it you know I, right. I don't it's not something that I think about you know what I mean? I'm mm -hmm. I'm grateful for the work that God blesses my companies with, like mm -hmm. very honored, very grateful. And then the opportunities, you know, that just like sitting down talking with you, you know, I get more enjoyment like out of just talking to people and understanding their side and their point mm -hmm. of view and their perspective on life yeah. and just politics and just everything in general. And, you know, I don't get paid for this, right. but it means more to me seriously than mm -hmm. than some paying jobs yeah and and that's it's just the truth yeah it is mm -hmm. and so money it comes and goes it's mm -hmm. always going to be there right you know but it's also a way to control people right. you know it, it truly is and they'll teach you about money but they won't teach you about wealth and I try to go around, <laughs> seriously, I try yeah. to go around to young kids and teenagers. Well not, well, not young kids, but I say, you know, teenagers going in, you know, preteen teenagers in that way. Because, I, again, I was that, I was that child. Mm -hmm. And so I can see myself in them. And I'm like, yo, you know, if you can step in and you can help. Right. 
then do what mm-hmm. you do and 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 I will and so they're thinking they got to make that dollar they got to hustle they got to do this they got to do that and I was like yeah man like, I used to do the same thing like but you know I, I was worse you know mm-hmm. or or I did it on the pool table you mm-hmm. know I, there's the, I got a pool stick right in that room in there and you know I was 14 15 shooting pool and that's how I would, you know, get my food that night. That's mm-hmm. how I would get clothes and shoes and things like that yeah. because my mom was in Myrtle Beach. My dad was in Fairfield, but he had another family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I was, again, with my brother and, like I say, my great-grandfather. Yeah. And, and um, you know, it, it was just one of those things. So I could sit there and spot that out, and I talked to him, not at him. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and they right. relate because they're like, yo, this dude, like, he really, he really understands. Mm-hmm. And so... We have to get that, and, and we have to spot that. And um, I get so wrapped up when their mind is is all they focused on is making that money, so they can post an Instagram photo. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, young blood, like seriously, like look, you want to sit here and post that picture, yeah. and these people see that, all right, and you know that they act a fool just like you do. So now you just put yourself and your family at risk right. because whether you flexing and it's real or you flexing and it's fake either way they ain't gonna know the difference Mm -hmm. and they're gonna come to your house and they're gonna try to rob you they're gonna try to break in they can shoot your house up whatever the case may be that's what's happening that is what's Mm -hmm. happening and so we have to teach them about wealth Mm -hmm. not money right you know money is money it comes and goes Mm -hmm. you can make money any day of the week but wealth it's something that you have to generate you have to build it's like it's like a plant Mm -hmm. starts out as a seed you nurture that plant it mm-hmm. sprouts it roots and then it starts to pop up and then it blooms right. and blossoms into something really nice and right. over the years all you got to do is keep pruning that tree and taking care of it and it's going to keep growing and growing and growing getting bigger and bigger right. and bigger throughout generations mm-hmm. of your family and that's how i try to train my children when it comes to money you yeah. know don't don't ever value money take you know like right. not and not say like don't don't disregard it right. but don't let that rule you exactly you know because mm-hmm. you go out in the woods and you spend three or four nights by yourself which you know me and my son like we we do uh bushcraft mm-hmm. camping that's what they call it bushcraft so like we'll go off the our goal is to hit the palmetto trail within a year and we've already okay. hit a good portion <laughs> of it already okay. and uh yeah so the last one we did was uh from peak to prosperity and so we mm. went across the broad river and, and, it, and it was amazing four nights and wow. uh so yeah and but we don't stay on the trail right. you know because i take a satellite phone and you know we ping the location boom so we mm. know where the trail is but we go into the woods and we get off the trail because for one all your people that are hiking and you know the palmetto trail is pretty famous so i mean mm-hmm. you might find people from georgia you might find people from north carolina like yeah. you never know who you're going to mm-hmm. run into and so anyway if you get off the trail you kind of give yourself more safety because you're not on that main path mm-hmm. and you're out in the woods so you know you can set up your kind of safety net your security okay. you know your your little i call them bushcraft alarms mm-hmm. you know but your, your little, you know, you, you secure the area with string and little devices to let you know. I mean, they, they little uh, solar panels, but they'll let you know if something's coming. They'll okay. set off a little alarm. But, and that's what we do. And we go out there with just minimal amount of stuff. You know, you take what you need to hunt. You take what you need to fish. 
and you go out there and and that's it you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you live and you bathe, you do everything the way that people used to do. Yeah. And you don't miss it, you know, cause Survival your cell phones, skills. exactly. <laughs> but your cell phones, like mm-hmm. they're out. I've, I've been to one part and it's right when we first made it to the broad river section where the train track was on, on the Palmetto trail. So off of 213 by the VC uh, nuclear plant. Mm-hmm. And once we got to that portion the phone bar like it had came up and so i was like okay cool you know and we got stuck on the broad river because it was a real bad thunderstorm with a tornado one and i was mm. like oh jesus you know like i got the video <laughs> yeah. and it seriously it was about an inch from actually coming over the guard oh, wow. and washing into the tent wow. like oh yeah we were we were locked down and stuck mm-hmm. but you know so we've got to experience different you know climates in in the woods or whatever but it just shows you how you can survive like mm-hmm. that. And then you come back home and you're like, man, I got everything. I got lights, I got water, you know, I got electricity. Yeah, I mean, appreciate I could do all that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real, you, mm-hmm. you, you really do appreciate right. it more. And uh, so uh, again, those are simple things that, that we can do in the community. Hold these workshop classes, yeah. you know, teach teach the people. Right. And, and again, and even with seniors, mm-hmm. You know, see, one of the things that um, President Trump um, at the time, (laughs) he was um, trying to do, he was trying to um, reverse or uh, appeal the uh, Johnson Amendment Mm -hmm. um, because he wanted to give the power back to the church, the voices back to um, to to help their community. Because there was one time, particularly the black church, there was that was the political office the church was. Mm-hmm. And so it was the place where everybody came to to, uh, to learn of who, who should we be getting behind and all of that. But, um, you know, of course, Johnson introduced that um, Johnson Amendment so that the church uh, in order so they won't lose their taxes, taxes <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they, they couldn't endorse candidates and different things like mm-hmm. that. And so just a tactic. It's a tactic to to quiet them, silence them so that they, you know, they lost their power because mm-hmm. of that. And so even though some people may 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 try to push the lines and the the IRS picks on who they want to pick on. That's a fact um, too. It's still a lot of people scared, um, but I do believe that communities, the church, really can do a whole a much better job than the government ever can when it comes to restoring communities. Um, when it comes to defunding defunding the police. Mm-hmm. Of course, we do not agree with that. Yeah, 100%. Um, they need more money. They do. And I, along with that, I also believe that not only, you know, a lot of people are blaming the police for everything and they need more training, but we as individuals need more training as well because parents need to step there up and go. teach their children how to act in certain instances like that. Um, but uh, they, they will shy away from it and they will say that we shouldn't have to teach our children. But if you don't teach them, who will? And so most is it's out of control. But, you know, most cases can be resolved if the church has the power back. Um, the parents have their, their power back to truly parent. And um, we can reverse a lot of these things if we get back to the 
to normalcy. And so that's my thing, too. I want to bring back common sense policies back to the table, give the power back to the community. There you go. I love that. Seriously. And when you said let the parent parent. Yes. Yo, that's that's what it's like. That's what I tell my kids, you know, or like my my father, for example, he's like, why are you so hard on him? I'm like, man, ain't you the one to be talking? You know, like, (laughs) do you remember when you was around? Like, what you like? what? So, uh, but you know, that's, it's not me being hard on them. It's again, me wanting them to succeed. Now, you know, my daughter graduates and we're very grateful, you know, uh, her Midlands tech, she'll graduate technical college because she's in the STEM program, you know, May the the 6th, I believe, mm-hmm. and then she'll graduate high school in June. So she'll graduate, you know, with an associate's degree from wow. college and then a high school diploma. And so, awesome. you know, yeah, I'm, all of them have seriously, like they've been above, and like I was the wild child. My wife wasn't, so I don't know if that was that balance we <laughs> were talking balance, about earlier yeah. because <laughs> they got a little bit of that spiciness and then right. they got that calm, and I'm just like... Mm, I don't, you know, but I'm, I'm good. But again, there's just things that they know we're going to check this box first, you know, before right. we even start to work on this other stuff, exactly. because these are priorities. These are necessities and the others are wants. They're not needs. They're not, you know, they're, they're nice to have, right. but we go, we're going to fix this first and then we're going to stay in check. And if that means people say, oh, well, you know, you hard on them. Like, no, you know, so there's no social media. There's no none of that. And the reason being is, is because of the influences and all this and that. So I've always encouraged them, don't listen to daddy when it comes to certain things. And, and I'll sit them down because they all, I mean, my, my youngest, you know, she, she, she's a a preteen, so Mm -hmm. she'll be 12 this year. And so, yeah, they will be 12. 14, 16, and 18. Got so, your hands full, Yes, too. ma'am. And they all born May, June, and July, too. So Sound like mine, May, a, June, and July. For sure, yeah. And so it's uh, it's something else. And, uh, yeah, and that's like, you know, with my, my oldest one graduating, you know, and mm-hmm. I've told, you know, my guests all the time, I was I turned 18 in April the 22nd, and she was born July 19th. Wow. So I went from you know, doing what I did in the streets and living the life that I lived mm-hmm. to being a father. And yeah. it was just like, whoa, yeah. you know, Wake like time, wait. Yep. it was yep. because I could have easily, my friends, you know, that, well, people I thought were my friends, all right, people I hung out with, broke mm-hmm. bread with, like we were brothers, but they would come and they'd be like, oh, yo, let's, let's, let's go out. You know, we're going to go to the bar, we're going to shoot pool, or we're going to Columbia, we're going to, you know, spin records. Mm-hmm. We, you know, there's, there's one of my old mixers, but like, so I would, I would, <laughs> I would DJ, you know, hip hop and okay. and break beats and things like that. Okay. And so I was good at producing and making beats. And mm. so I'd take my turntables and, you know, my records and that was that was what I did. Okay. And so once my wife had that baby, they would come down to be like, Yo B, let's go and I'm like, Nah, man, you know, I can't I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I was like, But if y'all wanna kick it and chill for a little bit, we can have a beer, smoke a cigar, like mm-hmm. whatever you want. Like we can we can do that, mm-hmm. you know, and PlayStation I uh, think too playstation 2 had just dropped or something so you know that was still fresh yeah. and so you know i was like hey if y'all want to play you know whatever you want to do like we're, we're good and they're like nah man you know like we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna go out won't you go and you know like jessica's got the baby and i would stop and you know and it made me think mm-hmm. and like these was my boys so like you know i i had to ask them i'm like look what makes her any different than me you know what i'm saying right. like because she's a woman right. and because she gave birth she's right. the mom 
she's new at this too. Last time I checked, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Right. Like that's her first child. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're both learning here. Right. And and I had to take those trips and I had to turn them down and I had a choice. Mm-hmm. And I could have easily said, okay, you know, Jessica, I'm gone. I'll be back. Right. But that, you know, it was just first off to be able to hold that baby. And she was very premature. She was supposed to be born in like the middle of September. And she was born July 19th. And oh, my wow. wife was in labor for seven days. Mm. So, yeah, so she was very premature. She was a little teeny old thing. Like, yeah. you could hold her like this. And so I would sit there, and that was one of the reasons I didn't want to be, like, seriously, she slept on my chest every night, oh. every single night. And even when she come out, you know, like the NICU people, they had her, the, uh, the, the intensive care people for the premature babies. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then after, I don't know, close to like eight to 10 hours, they were like, Hey, she don't have to stay. She can come down. Do you want her to go in the nursery? And I was just like, no, like bring her here. Yes. And you know, cause I, I mean, I just turned eight was freaking out, you know? Yeah. So like I wanted to hold oh, her wow. and, uh, but I couldn't leave her, you know what I'm saying? And then trying to learn how to be that parent mm-hmm. and, uh, again, uh, that's where I think, you know, some of the decisions, they always say, you know, the the best decisions are always the hardest to make, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the truth. Yes. And that was one of those times when I know we would have had a great time, you know, like out of through the record zone, like it, it would have been a blast. But then having those moments of spending time with my family, mm-hmm. that right there, that was more important because I was able to grow and I was able to learn more about what it takes to actually be a provider, you know, and then I had, like I say, Mm -hmm. my my great-grandfather and my brother to look up to as role models. And then, um, yeah, so it it truly helped. And with her going away, Mm -hmm. you know, to college, she's going to North Carolina, and I'm just like, man, I I truly (laughs) am because, Mm -hmm. you know, and she's the first, like I say. And so having that... uh, just having that firstborn and you know like i say you love them all the mm-hmm. same but each one of them has a different place like like so me and Alyssa, who's my oldest there's things that we do mm-hmm. that's just that's just mine and her thing you yeah. know what i mean and then there's things that me and kelsey that's my right. say that that she does because that's my girly girl like <laughs> oof when i say cost some money like <laughs> yeah She's yeah one, huh? yeah when they say man like how do you t- how do you have time to run that company that i'm like look here if you met my second daughter you'd figure it out you know like you ain't got no choice but she's you know hair out of place like sit there sleep with it all done up and i mean it's just nails toe oh, yeah, the she, whole nine yards totally oh <laughs> for sure for sure that's my girly girl mm-hmm. and so but every one of them you know and like i say there's things that me and her can talk about mm-hmm. And so it's just, it, it's, it's a it wonderful experience. Every child it, it is. is. Yeah. It is. And it's a wonderful experience, you know, yeah. and it goes back to what we said earlier about people taking that, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, I don't, I don't think that, um, I don't, I don't, I just don't think that, I don't know if it's scary. I, I don't know what it is, but to experience that and to hold that and to yeah. know that's you that's something yeah. no one can take yeah god's the only person and he doesn't take them because you'll be reunited one mm-hmm. day you know so right. children are a blessing they I truly they are, are. Uh, my daughter truly changed my life <laughs> i had to wake up you know i had to i had to step up really fast mm-hmm. you know having her um at 15 
Um, and it made me a better person, you know. You yeah. Know, it helped build character in me. And, you know, I, it was eight years later before I had my, my next child. And um, I was married at the time. Um, but still, you know, my mother at the time, she she pushed me. She wasn't the one that would say, um, you know, I'll keep the child while you still run the streets. Mm-hmm. And, and then I end up getting pregnant again or something like that. No, she was like, that's your responsibility. <laughs> and so you're going to take care of your child. And so I was blessed to still be able to graduate a high school with uh with honors and you, you know congratulations there I, you go i believe i would have been higher but i, I graduated what number 14 out of like 250 oh, wow. so you know that's i still awesome. i still sure. did pretty good right. to have my baby there so um she was just life-changing yeah. all my children just life-changing yeah yeah children are a blessing families are a blessing i mean we we can't survive without them you're exactly right and so i imagine that kind of gives you a lot more fire and energy yeah. because when you look at your children your family you mm-hmm. know that hey you want to fight for them this is what i'm fighting for yes. when you go home every night that yes. and you look it's it's always a constant reminder right. you know that's that, that that's what it is for me they say b what 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 makes you do what you do and i said my children and my children's children yes. and their friends and their friends children that's like right. it generations mm-hmm. again and that's that's what we need right. we need to bring that spirit back right. and you know good always overtakes evil and that's history has proven yes. that you know yes. we are being faced i think kizzy with one of the most challenging times that, that this world has ever seen i mean you know look what's going on across the world yeah. uh, i mean we have people signing up to join the military just for a sex change because you know the they united states it. military will mm-hmm. pay for it yeah. and it's like okay so if i don't have the money to transition all i have to do is go sign up and then identify yeah. and now the government people like you and i taxpayers yeah. and every one of y'all that pays taxes right. they sit there and, and they're paying for that sex change mm-hmm. and when they get that sex change they're allowed to just hang out and recover Right. So they don't have to send a doctor's note. They don't have to do any of that. We're in a very bad spot. We are. You know, and if you look at a lot, and, and I challenge you guys to go look at, you know, civilizations in the past that was wiped off the earth, you know, or just mm-hmm. decimated. And a lot of them have one thing in common, and that was gender identity. Mm that's a fact you know they seriously and you're talking some of these some of these civilizations ruled the world like i mean they 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 ran everything that's the first thing the enemy attacks is who you are Mm -hmm. because if you don't know who you are you can't be who you are exactly called to be so you you have to be mindful of the enemy's tactics at this hour and that's what he's doing is causing mass confusion mass confusion and that's what we go back to mental illnesses mm-hmm. because that i mean you have to know who you are yep you really do you do so is there anything that you want to leave your supporters with when it comes to district 77 or just the people in south carolina in general you know like mm-hmm. i mean your your platforms do you have some key points that you know well um i love south carolina like mm-hmm. i said when i try to move away i end up coming back i i love america um, 
I will do all that I can to help save America. Like I said, my um, campaign slogan is politics with principles because I truly believe that it's going to take deep morals and values to get us out of this mess that we're in. Amen. And so um, because of the situation that I was put in as a child, um, almost aborted, uh, almost had to abort my daughter, going through domestic violence, I'm a fighter. Uh, and I will fight for my constituents in District 77. I want to hear your concerns and uh, I want to know uh, what you need and, and what you really, um, what you care about. So I'm here to serve. Yeah, I'm just here yeah. to serve. Um, I, I learned that lesson a long time ago that um, we cannot be who we are unless we're actually serving others. Amen. And so I always had is. From my, my great-grandmother all the way up, everyone was always giving, um, sharing, and, and that's me, and, and, and fighting. Uh, it's my passion just to help people. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I've seen it, literally. Yeah. You know, I was telling Jerry Sunday, even on the, on, on the episode where we were just announcing what we had going on, and uh, but the first time, I don't know if you remember, the first time we met, was at the Silver Elephant Gala. Mm -hmm. Mike Pompeo was yeah. a keynote speaker, mm -hmm. and we were seated at the same table. Yeah. And uh, that was the first interaction we ever had. And then, you know, you come and spoke at Fairfield, and yeah. then it was just like, oh, okay, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, and then I seen that, though, and, I, and, and then to, to, you know, research you and see the work that you've done and the work that you've put in, not just for your own, you know, area, but, like, statewide. Yeah. You know, like you say, you're you're the second chair yes. for the state Republican Party. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that's phenomenal. Seriously, that's phenomenal. And so we know that you got the leadership qualities. We know you have the honor. We know you have the integrity. We know you love the Constitution. Yes. So, you know, yes. District 77, you guys, okay. I mean, you, you have the total package right here. Yes. And uh, it's time if you want change which i'm sure a lot of you do like i mean look no further than kizzy smalls you know her her track record proves it and that's all you have to do you know is just look it up and like you say any questions i mean i've never seen her shy away from anything being yeah. asked so it's all about respect too though so you yeah. know you have to keep that in mind yeah. and i feel like sometimes you know even me you know um I have a critic, you know, have one thus far that's been public, you know, and, and I'm going to tell you, I was so, I was so happy, Kizzy, mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, I got my first critic, like, boom, yeah. You're and doing something now. For real, you know, and so it's like, yo, you know, you can call or comment or do whatever when it's only negative, and I've invited him on the show so many times, mm -hmm. so many times, and he declines it. And I'm like, well, dude, like, don't call my phone, you know, or, or any of that. But, like, let's come on the show and talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so if you want to sneak it through a text message, like, come on the show and let's let's put it out there for everybody right. and just have a good, healthy debate. Exactly. And that's all it is. But uh, he yeah, refused, you know. Debate. So, exactly. yeah, and that's we need more of that, yeah. you know. And, yeah, we, you know, that the one tomorrow I'll be the mediator for. And, you know, my production company, like I say, Peaks Production Incorporated, we're going to sponsor it, or we are sponsoring it, and Moms for Liberty. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's going to be amazing. And we have Democrats, Republicans, and Green Party candidate, you know, for superintendent of awesome. education. And yeah. it's the first one 
that has been held in the yeah. state and um yeah so there's some nerves going on and come on down you know yeah for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah look at here it's at 7 good. p.m guys mm -hmm. at uh life springs worship center so um yeah come on down and you know it's it's open to the public and know your candidates that's all i can say right. you know is don't take someone's word for it take your own word yes. do your research and so do you have uh your platform kizzy uh your website yes um just want to also say that I am a true conservative. I am pro-life. I am pro-Second Amendment. Uh, I am for limited government. Um, I'm for, you know, making sure that we keep taxes low for all South Carolinians. Um, and just that physical uh, responsibility. We mm -hmm. have to make sure that we are watching the dollars for all South Carolinians. And so uh, my website is votekizzy.com. K-I-Z-Z-I-E smalls.com or you can email me at vote for the number four kizzy smalls at gmail.com gotcha and what we'll do is we'll take those and we'll put them a link in the description so you guys you know you can just click on the link and it'll take you straight to it and they can also donate once they click on the website to vote for Kizzy. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. So all donations guys you go straight to that and once you click on the link read through you know learn a little bit about kizzy yes. and like i say there's a donate button right there and you know you'll you'll be surprised a little bit every little bit adds up yeah, and it so does. it helps it, it truly does mm -hmm. and when you have someone that's got a proven record and that's willing to fight and, and put in the work you know we need to help our true conservatives and our true patriots get in office so we could see the change that we so desperately need and that we're asking for you know there's no other way to do it but right. to help put people like yourself in office right. you know i will also say that you know we can see the finish line mm -hmm. but at this moment in history with everything that's going on we're going to have to push even harder yeah uh, you know, last year you may have only knocked on 50 doors. This year you may have to knock on 150 doors. That's a good point. Uh, you know, you're going to have to make more calls. You're going to have to give more. If you really want to see change take place, um, people are hurting uh, with inflation and the supply chain issues going on. Um, we need change immediately. Yes, we do. In order for us to change the course of this nation, we have to take a stand now. And I meant to bring one of my good uh Mark Lennon's poem to share with your audience tonight, but maybe you have to bring me back when you have time. <laughs> oh, for sure. You're welcome anytime. Seriously, seriously. And it was an honor, you know, to have you on this evening. Like, I, I, I enjoyed it, and, and I appreciate you taking the time to stop by, literally. And, again, I thank you for all your work you do across the state for everybody. And, you know, District 77, like, you, you guys, I mean – this this is your next representative you know so get behind kizzy smalls and again just thank you and and thank it's you. been an honor it really has same here again thank you for the opportunity to be on this platform i really appreciate it thank you so much yes ma'am all right guys well that was kizzy smalls and uh like i say she's running for house of representatives in district 77 we appreciate you all tuning in Thank you for listening to podcast 1854. And again, April the 28th, tomorrow, 7 p.m., Life Springs Worship Center on Platte Springs Road, the South Carolina Superintendent of Education debate. 
so uh yeah come on by it's gonna be good and thank you and uh yeah you heard it here first south carolina stay safe hug your family kiss your babies this episode was brought to you by peaks production if you guys like what you hear go ahead and hit that support button you can make a small donation or you could set up to do monthly payments from $2.99 all the way to $9.99. The choice is up to you, but the support is greatly appreciated. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button, like and share, and stay tuned for more.